What can communists and the imperialist countries do? This is a chapter from the book Unequal Exchange and the Prospects of Socialism, authored by the Manifest Communist Working Group of Denmark and published by their press in 1986. As inhabitants of one of the richest countries in the world, our possibilities of promoting socialism are limited because of very special conditions. In the richest imperialist countries, there are no classes today which are objectively interested in overthrowing the imperialist system, because all classes in these countries profit by the system. Any social movement in the rich imperialist countries must be seen in the light of this fact. A mass movement has only a socialist perspective if it is directed against imperialism. Such a mass movement does not exist in the imperialist countries. For decades, left-wing parties in Western Europe and North America have set themselves the task of leading the struggle of the working class for higher wages, improved conditions, etc. This practice has been followed irrespective of the special position of the working class in the imperialist countries. Therefore, they are reformists, no matter what international ideals they have, whether they were pro-Soviet, Chinese, or Albanian, regardless of their names. It cannot be the task of the communists to lead the struggle of the labor aristocracy, and thus to maintain or increase its privileges. Support the anti-imperialist movements in the exploited countries. As anti-imperialist mass movements are only found where imperialism means exploitation and impoverishment, the task of the communist is to support the movements there. The most effectual practice of communists in an imperialist country today is to support the anti-imperialist liberation movements in the third world who fight against capitalism and international exploitation and for socialism. By supporting movements who pursue an anti-imperialist policy and who have the necessary political strength because of a mass basis or who have the possibilities of developing such a strength, we can do our share towards impairing imperialism. We support the national revolutionary movements in the underdeveloped countries because these social movements represent the biggest possible social improvement in their countries because through a revolution, they have the possibility of liberating enormous productive forces, especially in the form of human labor power. Because, through the efforts of establishing a socialist society in their own country, they take a step towards the establishment of socialism in the whole world, also if these countries are not in a situation in which they can establish a socialist society immediately. There is no direct or easy way from an underdeveloped and exploited economy to socialism. In spite of this, the national movements in these countries represent the greatest threat to the imperialist system today. They do their share towards creating crises in imperialism. These crises are of crucial importance if a revolutionary situation ever is to arise in the rich part of the world. Unlike the capital and the labor aristocracy, the communists are interested in crises in capitalism. Therefore, when the crises arise, it is not the task of the communists to defend the privileged position of the labor aristocracy, by making plans to protect the capitalist system against crises. Communists in the imperialist countries should not try to reduce the extent of such crises and their consequences such as unemployment, decreases in wages, etc. Even today, when the economic crisis has meant only a comparatively small decrease in the standard of living of the population in the rich countries, the fear of crisis is widespread. The left-wing parties, from the Social Democratic Party to the extreme left-wing, compete with the right-wing parties to suggest the most efficient methods of solving the problems of capitalism. To them, it is first and foremost a question of defending the standard of living achieved. The revolutionary perspective of the crisis has been completely forgotten. 
From a revolutionary point of view, crises are necessary. When the crisis is finally felt, the communists must oppose chauvinism, racism, and hatred towards immigrant workers, and support anti-imperialist movements and progressive states in the third world. In the long view, the crises can only be removed by an elimination of capitalism through a global revolutionary socialist development. It is, however, evident that only the economic development itself can convince the labor aristocracy of this. The labor aristocracy, which helps to administer imperialism, cannot be transformed into a revolutionary class exclusively by means of agitation and propaganda. It is primarily the economic development that determines the policy of the class. Support the liberation movements materially. The way in which communists of imperialist countries can support the liberation movements is of course specific from country to country. However, one thing is sure. If the support is to be of any importance, it must primarily be of a material nature. At the end of the 1960s, members of our organization participated in and tried to influence the big demonstrations directed against the war of the United States in Vietnam. But even though much was written about it and there were many discussions, and even though thousands of people were engaged in the work, even in a small country like Denmark, the material support to the Vietnamese liberation movement was surprisingly small. During this period, the left wing devoted quite some time to liberation movements all over the world. But there was a striking disproportion between the often very militant and uncompromising slogans and the minimal value it had to the liberation movements in their struggle. The majority of the left wing did not concern themselves with the liberation movements with the primary aim of supporting them, but rather because they hoped to mobilize more people, people whom they could engage in their work for the labor aristocracy in Denmark with the illusory purpose of leading the wage struggle in a socialist direction. In the 1970s, this became even more obvious it was not possible to transfer the few anti-imperialist forces from the Vietnam work to the support of the liberation struggle in southern Africa, Palestine, etc. Other questions have caught the main interest of the left wing. Anti-European economic community and anti-nuclear power campaigns, pollution problems, environmental questions, unemployment problems, etc. Anti-imperialism is no longer an important aspect of the political activity of the left wing is a very limited number of people that can be mobilized for anti-imperialist work in Denmark today. However, it is positive that here and there in the imperialist countries there are supporting groups which attach the greatest importance to material support. By this work, the possibilities of the liberation movements for defeating imperialism are improved. Talks with representatives of the liberation movements and visits to the movements have confirmed that it is of use to offer material support as they often lack the most elementary things to be able to carry on their struggle and to be able to mitigate the hardships of the masses. What do we work for? It is our aim to gather anti-imperialists in order to support the struggle against the suppression and exploitation of the third world. As things are now, it must be a matter of individuals, as there is no objective basis for mass movements with anti-imperialist views in Denmark today. The solidarity for which we work is not based on pity or bourgeois humanitarianism, but on the awareness that the emancipation of the proletariat in the exploited countries is a condition of the destruction of imperialism in the imperialist system and the introduction of socialism in Denmark. We regard the two aspects of the political struggle, theory and practice, as inseparable. It is necessary continuously to investigate the economic and political conditions in the world in our endeavors to increase and improve our support to find new ways in which we can give this support. We have to study which contradictions are the most important, 
so that our efforts are concentrated on the areas which will be of most benefit to the struggle for socialism. We shall communicate our views to the anti-imperialist movements and states in the third world and to anti-imperialist groups and organizations in all countries. In particular, we shall discuss our opinion of imperialism and the economic and political conditions in Western Europe. For a long time, the left wing has passed on its illusions about the conditions in Europe and the solidarity of the working class with the liberation movements. We shall continue to tell the liberation movements not to count on an active support of their struggle on the part of the labor aristocracy. On the contrary, they must expect opposition. This is not due to ignorance or lack of information about the struggle, but to the position of the working class of the imperialist countries as a labor aristocracy, a global upper class.